You're listening to a BGE podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. Ain't that right, Vince? Sure is, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vince is back with us, man. Good to have you back. And uh, we, we got some things to talk about today. I'm excited about the program. And uh, hopefully folks will find it interesting, learn a little something. And we'll talk about some accessories we recommend for having at the grill. And um, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. And I'm also going to answer a question that came in, and uh, an email question that uh, was asked about how you find the direction of the grain of meat to, so that you can cut across the grain. And so that's something I'm going to answer <clears throat> as we get going on the podcast today. Folks, if you want to email us, blindgrilling at gmail.com. That's the email address. We really encourage you to uh, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Be sure and um, leave a review and rate the podcast as well on your uh, podcast app and uh, share it out with your friends. Appreciate that. Uh, we've gotten a lot of response from our Wednesday episodes of my story and our Friday episodes of the cut straight weekend workshop edition, which we will be sharing more information that uh, things I've been finding out, which is exciting. <clears throat> and so we'll talk about that on Friday's episode, but until then blind grilling at gmail.com Vince, <clears throat> what you've, you actually cooked something today, didn't you? I did. I, I uh, cooked three things today. Yeah? What'd you I made, cook? Uh, I made some chicken breasts, some uh, pork steaks, yeah, and some Sierra steaks. Now, obviously chicken breasts, pretty self-explanatory, but not everybody knows what a pork steak is. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking true pork steak, not pork chops. Correct, Chris. Yeah. Um, I guess some folks might call them uh, pork chops, but... Uh, no, they're pork steaks. They are cut from the, sh well, these yeah. are, these are cut from the shoulder. Yep. Um, that tends to be what my butcher carries. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, these were half inch, three quarters inch yeah. steaks. So uh, basically a, a Boston butt that's been sliced to, yeah. into steaks. I think they take <laughs> it from, is it, uh, the... The front shoulder where they have yeah the front uh, yeah the Boston butt oh, that's the bu front okay, shoulder okay, okay. yeah yeah for but you use pulled pork but okay. yeah folks will grill that for uh, uh, just making uh, pork steaks it's really uh, the St Louis area that's everyone talks about in St Louis boy we love our pork steaks and um, but yeah that's that's what they're talking about and then what was the other the, there was some beef you said yeah the Sierra steaks Sierra steaks mm -hmm. yeah that's right yeah I uh, yeah I took all those. Um, I had them seasoned up differently. Um, the chicken and marinated, and um, I cooked those pork steaks just like hill country style, um, where I I took out the the plate setter. Oh, so okay. I had um, direct flames, but I had the the basket in, so the um, the grates were up at the felt line. So yeah, you get that good amount of space between the the coals and the um, and the cooking grate. Yeah, and then. Uh, you just kind of slow cook it with that direct heat. Okay. And let the fat drip onto those coals, and yeah. it gives it that kind of like char, smoky flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. Mm, <clears throat> man. Man, if I wasn't full. 
Hey, I think I said that last week. If I was right, so full, yeah. I'd be hungry. Oh man, it, it's always yeah. That's that's what happens when I talk to you about food, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, it was pretty good. I had the the chicken breast going above the steaks on the um. Uh, oh, on the, the expander. Yeah, the expander. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and then, you know, when I took both both of those off, I threw the Sierra steaks on, and those are yeah, those they are don't big. take long. No, they don't yeah. take long. Yeah, awesome. It was a good steak, yeah. Yeah, sweet, sweet, awesome, man. Yeah, we uh, of course we uh, we did some soups, and uh, we we didn't do one of them on on the grill, but they man, you can. Uh, she made a broccoli cheddar soup tonight, and that was devoured. That was gone before you got over here. But then she did the uh, baked potato soup, uh, my wife, and uh, we had the bread bowls. And oh man, yeah, that's just that's just good stuff, man. That, that homemade baked potato soup and. You could always reheat it on the grill. That's right. Yeah, get a little smoke to it. But well, we did the potatoes so out there, so that that made that help. So, but uh, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can, you can do it all on the grill, or you can just do parts of it, um, and you know to get that smoky flavor if you want it in there. So there's lots of things you can do, which which is just awesome. You know, <clears throat> love love doing all that on the grill. But um, with all that said, though, um, let's let's talk about some accessories. Let's talk about things that you love to have out there with you when you're at the grill. And, and whether it's actually something you use on the grill or just something you want out there when you're at the grill. What do you got, man? What do you what do you what do you what is your go? What do you have to have every time you go to the grill? You're grabbing and you're taking it with you. Uh, well, um. I mean the obvious ones. I think we talked about uh, one of the previous times I was on here the the flame boss and the yeah the yeah. There's the big staples. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, stuff that I have to have. Um, well, I I have to say I've never I've never grilled on a big green egg without the kick ash can and and basket. Yeah, um, sure. I mean those are good convenience products. But um, stuff I have to have. Um, I gotta have towels there. Yeah, I gotta have something to. Um, to wipe my equipment with to um you know if i i need to quickly grab a piece of meat that my gloves aren't cutting it for or um yeah or whatever i i always have a bunch of towels old kitchen towels don't don't use your wife's good towels yeah uh, <laughs> and whatever you do don't 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 wash your grill towels with your with the <laughs> towels you use in your house Oh man, speaking like a man who knows what happens when you do that very thing. Yeah, I've done it once. Yeah. <laughs> one, just once. Just once. That's, that's all it took. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's see. Um, those kick-ash gloves. Um, I use those. The insulated ones. Yes. Yeah. They're, uh, those you, are awesome. you could use, um, you know, kick-ash brand. I, I, there's a lot of other brands out there. I think that. There are similar yeah. gloves or welding yeah. gloves. Even I've seen blind people use. I tell you what, of course, you know I'm a big fan of the Kick Ash stuff, and you know Chad Romzik and you know, his family are just awesome folks anyway. But uh, the owners of Kick Ash Basket, and you know they've got those insulated gloves. What's awesome, uh, they, they sell them by the pair, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you go to you know and you know I, I love the big green egg. Um, grill, right? But sometimes with the accessories uh, and things like that, like the gloves, I mean, they're selling, you know, one glove. Yeah, like a left glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, and it's like, um, okay, where, where's the other one? Yeah, well, it's, you know, you, if you want to pay the price twice, you can get 
<laughs> one for each hand. Yeah. Whereas the other gloves, like the the Kickash Basket brand branded and and some of the others, um, you know they're you know they're a pair for the same price, if not a little cheaper. So, uh, and they work great. And those those Kickash Basket gloves work amazing for you know, holding hot pots and pans and cast iron grates, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I really the, love them. They they're pretty much. Um... You know, oven mitts too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Inside. Yeah. But oven mitts where you have five finger. Exactly. Controls, yeah. So. Yeah. Which um, which helps with dexterity and everything. When mm-hmm. especially when you're blind. You wanna you wanna feel everything. So I'm about in need of a new pair. Um yeah. but I've 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 been rough on mine. So <laughs> Yeah. That happens. But hey, you know, that they're serving their purpose though. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it just have. goes to show you, man, they're worth it. Uh, they are. And even even, you know, the condition they're in, they're still, you know, they're working fine because um the the liner is intact on mine. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's like one finger that has the tip ripped off, but the liner is still there. So Okay. But um I wear those things a lot. I mean yeah. even if you're just um I don't know. Say you you have you're able to use tongs or, um, like when I was frying stuff on my grill or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. I, I had those things on. Uh, anytime you got to reach over flames, even right, you know, you're not grabbing anything hot necessarily, but mm-hmm. you just you know the flames get kind of intense and yeah, keep the yeah. heat off your hands. It yeah, they're you. great, especially if you put a wok because you know you can use a wok on the egg as well. And yeah, man, when the flames are getting up high, it's it's nice to have a little bit of protection for your hands and stuff. So it's easy to all. to feel panicked when uh, you feel like you're gonna burn yourself just trying to cook your food. Yeah, you know, yeah. not even touching anything. Or if you just feel rushed. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That you can start to panic you and make and mistakes. Things. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have that for sure. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that and this goes back to summer. All right. So this is during the summer, probably in the spring and summer. There's something that I love to have with me out at the grill, and this isn't a grilling accessory per se, although you can pick it up at the local grilling store here, and that is a bug assault gun. You have one of those? Man, I have been shopping those, and I just can't pull the trigger. Oh, man, yeah, they're awesome. My kids got me one one year, and, man, it is so cool. And so for those who don't know, there's this uh, – it's almost like a water gun, right? But you fill it with salt. Right, and some folks will even put rubs in, depending on the rub and and what all seasoning is in it. It can it might clog it up a little bit, but you can put it salt in it, just regular table salt, and you can pump it up. You know, you pump it and and shoot salt. And basically, if you've got flies, you got a spider, you know, you just you shoot and it will sm- smoke them, man. Oh, it's all it is just fun. It is so much fun. Yeah, don't now, shoot people because you know you don't want to get salt in people's eyes or you know put rub salt in the wound. <laughs> oh man, it's just fun because you can be out there and you can shoot salt all over the place and would that be kosher away. salt, Chris? I know they make special salt. For no, it, no, yeah. just table salt. Okay, yeah, you can buy the the bug salt or whatever. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know they 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 they're trying to get their money wherever yeah, they can, yeah. no doubt. But yeah, table salt works great. Yeah, they it's have awesome. the the bug salt. 3.0 out now. The, yeah, it's supposed man. to be the most powerful one. Oh, but now they yeah. they also have um they have a shotgun called the Shredder. I think <laughs> oh, it's called. Man, I haven't you seen put that. cartridges That's in awesome. it, and oh. it's meant for taking down. It says taking down large. Um, 
insects or like, something? Uh, Wasps they, or something? They put the term murder hornets out there. <laughs> oh, the I murder think hornet. that's just propaganda to get people oh, to yeah. buy into it. No. Oh, yeah. But they, and, and nests. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be able to take down nests with it. I mean, oh, dude. I mean, you're shooting a, yeah. uh, a CO2 cartridge. <laughs> Those things are, that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Absolutely. But you don't have any problem hitting bugs with that? Uh, well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> well, they leave you alone, though? Um, well, it, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fun, though. You, exactly. You that, feel protected. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it feels like a game I'm playing. Yeah, know? yeah. So I just, I just shoot, you know. And uh, my kids would have a blast with yeah, that. Yeah, neighbor's cats come around, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, there you go. I we do it. not endorse shooting cats on this <laughs> podcast. <clears throat> Maybe off the podcast, but not on the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, it's, yeah, it, no, they're just fun, man. I mean, you know, sit around and for those who can see a little bit, you got flies or bugs or whatever outside, you know, and just. <laughs> Shoot with the saga. I mean, you can see really well. They sell a laser sight. Yeah, Yeah, they got laser sight. Yeah, they got laser sights for them, dude. You can deck it. You can do. You can deck it out. They got some that are camoed and. uh, Oh, there's a cool one that I was. Well, first off, there's a couple that I I thought I whittled it down to I think two or three models that I wanted. One had the American flag print on it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. which you know, classic. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was like a. Really sleek looking, tactical looking. Uh-huh. Uh, it, yeah. it was all black and had like a, a reflector. Uh, the like an AR, like the red dot kind of sight. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sweet. It yeah, was cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I think <laughs> that, that one was five dollars more than the typical. Yeah, yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think those are those are the two I had narrowed it down to. Yeah, but that's cool. They, I even saw. Um, you can get an attachment. And I don't know if Bugasol brand makes this attachment. I know there's third-party mm-hmm. companies that make it, but you can uh, get an attachment to put your iPhone on it, mount your phone. Oh yeah, so you can it. video what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, the, yeah, you can. Or video isn't the that kid. how? That's how blind people hunt too, right? Well, they can. There, you, yeah, so. there used to be something like a i. Oh man, eye scope. I think is what it was called, and it we would mount. Uh, on a scope of a of a rifle, this little piece that would because uh, I, I had it for the 4s when I had the iPhone 4s, okay. and I had a mount that it would fit uh, my phone on, and it would look down the scope, and somebody could be next to me and look at my phone. The problem I had because I would I did a hunt in fact in Nebraska with that setup for muzzleloader, and it was negative 22 degrees. Your phone shuts off My, in that cold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I used to live in Chicago. <laughs> Happened to me several times, shoveling snow. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So the phone didn't work. And so I was like, oh, okay, fine. So, yeah. So my son got a deer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to because, yeah, it was uh, – but it was it was good deer. But, yeah, that yeah, that's cool to get a, get a phone mount for the bug of soccer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that is so awesome. That's cool, man. There, yeah, there's there's uh, no shortage of fun. That's right. When you go, you start looking into um, weapons to use against bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. All right, hey folks, give us an email: blindgrilling at gmail dot com. Let us know the accessories you like to have. Something you got to have outside with you when you're grilling. Um, you know, do you have the bug assault gun? You know what we're talking about. Um, then you look it up, man. Is they they're pretty cool. They're awesome. Just to say you've got one and you're shooting stuff with it, 
who cares if you can see or not? I mean, you know, it's not going to, you know. Just, it's just salt. It's not it's expensive. It's just salt. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. You can find salt anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So hey, one thing I thought about doing, this would be cool. I thought about, and I'm on a big rabbit trail here. Um, you know, growing up, we'd do turkey shoots. And, you know, we're, uh, you know, either fundraisers or uh, different things. that We would do turkey shoots where you were um, – what we would do is we'd mark an X on a, let's say a paper plate and set it out there. And then you would shoot your gun and you know, the most pellets that hit the X and goes to the center, you know, all that, you, you know, you add it up and uh, you know, you get points. You, you could win this Turkey shoot. What I thought about doing, and I thought this would be really cool is having a, a, a basically a Turkey shoot um, with the bug assault gun set out like cups so far away from, you know, so many yards or whatever feet out and each person can get a shot you know, into their cup and see who could get the most salt into their cup and they would be the winner. I thought that'd be pretty neat. So the, the cup, you would have your cup in front of you? Yeah. Put the, put a cup out in front of you. Right. And then okay. you would, you would take your shot right, and try to get salt in your cup and someone else would have their own cup you know, that would be set out in front of them and then they would take a shot and, you know, try to, uh, you know, try to get as much salt in the cup as possible. Is the cup like mounted to a wall or standing upright? Just or? standing upright. Standing upright? Yeah, so, just just take a red Solo cup, set it out there. Would you have to yeah. shoot it up in the air? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't oh. know. Shoot it at it. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could have all kinds of fun. Okay. You got to figure it out. That's the thing, you sure, know, figure yeah, it yeah. out and try to fill your cup up with, you know, get as much salt in there. Then you can just take and pour it out into a measuring cup and see who's got the most, you know, salt. Yeah. And, you'd uh, have to tape the cups to the table. Though, yeah. Right? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get something. To the judges. And yeah, man, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd work. I think it, I think it'd be a pretty neat little, uh, if nothing else, a little game, right? You, yeah. You play. So. That could be like an intermission at a barbecue competition. Or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so so moving on very quickly because <laughs> we we got way sidetracked yeah, on, yeah. on that. Let's talk about grilling. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I know the nitroglycerin. We talk about nitroglycerin quite a bit, so I know that's that's kind of a staple for us because I. I love just being able to grab things with my hands, right? Instead yeah. of using tongs or so much easier, flippers, yeah. it is so much easier. And even <laughs> folks that think they still need to use tongs or flippers, if you can get a nitrile glove, um, you know, like a cotton liner, and you know, and then a nitrile over it, just to yeah. uh, be able to touch, you know, that food and and guide that food or make, keep it on, whether it's a spatula or make sure you get a good grip with it with tongs if you still want to use it. Uh, I just grab the food with my hands uh, with with the gloves on. And that seems to work pretty well for me for the most part. Uh, yeah, same here. I mean, uh, I I can't say I've had any um, mishaps with the gloves except for um, if the gloves break, um, which, as we were discussing before yeah, yeah. we started you recording, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you use thick enough nitrites, they're not going to break on you probably. But mine are, um, you know, I, I go cheap and I buy thin ones and... Um, they break at high heat. And, yeah, uh, they can. Yeah. So I've you know tossed a couple steaks, maybe, but but uh, maybe try getting a bigger pair. I don't know if um, 
Yeah, you, they only come in one size, the ones that I buy. Do, do yours yeah. come in multiple oh, sizes? Oh, yeah. You can get small, medium, large, extra large. Really? I yeah. don't have that option with these. <laughs> oh, man. Well, then, yeah, you're definitely buying the wrong guy. Yeah. Like yeah, I said, they're the cheapest ones. ones. I got, yeah. I, got, I mean, they, they used to be $7.99 for a box of yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, I think it's 10 bucks for a box of yeah, 50. Yeah, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's places here, not only the grilling store, pits and grills, but there's some other places you can get them and... Um, uh, you can get different sizes, so get get like an extra large, so they go over the um, uh, the cotton liner glove, and then they're not stretched out as much, and then they can probably take a little bit more heat that way. Because you stretch them, the thinner you stretch them out, especially if you got larger hands or you know putting them over gloves, then uh, the easier you know the hotter they get, the the easier yeah. they'll they'll break apart or melt. So uh, so yeah, I would try that. Try getting some some larger uh, larger sizes. And even if it's just two dollars more a box, you know, I think it'd be worth it to keep that from happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like some of the the nicer ones are what you pay like twenty dollars a box now. Uh, nah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about now, but um, we just have to. Could be wrong. We'll look into I, it. I haven't. Yeah, haven't we'll looked look into for them in a while, but um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, man. I'm overdue for <laughs> restocking at the grill store, so yeah. I'll just add them to the list. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, I, I think I hear your kids this time. I get it. <laughs> I definitely hear this time. You know, <laughs> I heard them last time we recorded, and I I yeah. don't I think there was one spot towards the yeah. end of the episode that I noticed that they came through, but right. um, that time it seemed like that was going to be loud and clear for everybody. Yeah, I know. Right yeah, there. right there. Everything's yeah. okay, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Some folks might not get my humor. I was thinking, yeah, we'll let them out of the cages when we're done. <laughs> but no, I'm, that's not. That's yeah. Our wives are out there with the kids, so they're yeah. They they should be safe. <laughs> they should be. And if you see. let them out, they just go back in. So. Yeah, yeah, right. They, yeah, no, it's like that's what they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> all it uh, takes is one of them to decide to stay, and they all go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, folks. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. Again, that's the email address. Let us know what you think, uh, what your favorite accessories and things you need, or if you got some questions on some things, shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Let's answer Daniel Hawkins' question about finding the direction of grain for slicing uh, meat like a brisket or a tri-tip. This is something that um, I, I've been able to do, and I was trying to think of a way to explain it or, you know, just how to kind of talk through explaining this to someone who, who can't see anything. And I think I'm, I might have uh, found a way to kind of explain this. Um, you've got to be kind of familiar with the cut of meat that you're, you're working with. And usually, uh, so, so let's take, first of all, the brisket and the tri-tip. So a brisket, for example, you've got a whole packer. And that's key, all right, for me, all right, having a whole packer. Uh, because on the whole packer brisket, what you have, you know, brisket comes in, in it has two uh, muscles that are together. And you have the point and the flat. And they're joined together by what they call the decal in between this, this fat layer that holds them together. But when you put a whole packer brisket in front of you and you turn it where it's long ways, left to right, um, and you've got a really thick end, so let's say to the left, put the thick end to the left, and then it, it slopes downhill, and then you've got the flat that goes off, you know, off to your right. 
Um, basically, the in, in, when you start slicing, if you start on the right hand side, we start slicing the the flat, right? If if you have the large fat part, the thick part to your left, and then it goes long ways left to right, um, your grain is basically on that flat going to be running left to right, and you're going to cut perpendicular to yourself, right? So straight, you know, straight forward and back. That's where your slices are going to be. And that should cut across the grain. Now be careful with this because if you put that meat left to right, where the the thicker end is to the left and it slopes down, you got the flat going out to the right. Don't think that the right-hand side needs to be uh, square. It may angle in or mangle away from you, all right, don't cut according to that angle. You know, make sure you're cutting perpendicular to yourself, straight forward and back, with that meat uh, long ways left to right. Um, and then, with after a first couple of slices, what you can do is you can take one of those slices that are about pencil width and see if it pulls apart. Or if it's kind of stringy, if it's stringy, then we've we've done something wrong. But I think what you'll find is you pick that up and that that slice of brisket uh, from the right hand side as you slice it perpendicular to yourself, uh, front to front to back, uh, that should be across the grain, and that you should be able to pull apart that meat because the fibers then are all separated. You've cut across the grain, and so there's the grain is not holding that slice of meat together. You should be able to pull it apart, and that's what makes things so tender. Uh, if you cut with the grain, it's going to be chewy. It's, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, it'll be kind of long and stringy, and that's where folks, you know, think, oh, this meat is, is chewy, usually because they haven't cut across the grain. They've cut with the grain, and that that's where meat can get kind of chewy. Now the same. Now you do that with that flat as you head towards that thicker piece. If you pull that, uh, you can then pull that point off of the flat. It'll come apart. It'll it'll come off. Now with that point, that's your burn ends, right? So you just cube those up. So that's not going to necessarily matter as much because you're going to cut that into cubes. So you're going to be cutting that both directions anyway. But with the flat, you're wanting to get those longer slices, um, you know, that are several inches long, about pinky or pencil width. And uh, but that that's the way that I've found and been able to cut across the grain almost every time. And the same is true with a tri-tip. If you get the the thicker end to one side and it slopes down towards the other, uh, you'll find generally that from my experience that the grain is going to run downhill. It's going to run left to right if you have the thick end to one side and the, the thinner end to the other. Again, don't think you've got to have that right side square uh, because that the, as it runs to an end, it may be angled a little bit towards you or away from you. Don't cut across or, you know, um, you know, along with the angle, make sure you're cutting perpendicular as that meat is going long ways left to right. And I think you should be able to cut across the grain. Uh, it's also true when it comes, and now this is all beef that I'm talking about. It's also true when you do that with, let's say you've got a tenderloin, a whole tenderloin, right? A tenderloin's pretty easy. I mean, because it's, it's, it's round, but if you have a whole one, it tapers down at one end. And again, the thicker, it goes from thick down and tapers down 
um, to almost a point. And again, that grain's running downhill, so you can slice that uh, across the grain that way when you're cutting that meat. Um, and so, um, so anyway, that that's that's what I would recommend you do to start with. After a few slices with a brisket or with a tri-tip, you know, grab a slice and pull it apart and see if it comes apart or uh, if it's it seems kind of stringy, and then you make an adjustment that way. But um, right now, from what I've been able to do, um, I put the thick end to one side and let it go, you know, down to the thinner end to you know to the right, so it goes left to right. I can cut perpendicular and pretty much be across the grain uh, for really tender slices of meat. So with the tri-tip, um, one thing I, I learned uh, is that the grain on a tri-tip, uh, excuse me, on a tri-tip, it, it'll turn similar to how a brisket, mm-hmm. where um, the grain on the point and goes um, uh, almost uh, perpendicular to the the flat. Except the point is so so tender and fatty that yeah. um, that's going to fall apart anyway. And like you said, you often cube that up. Um, the tri-tip, um, if you think of it as like an elbow, right, how you kind of, um, and not all tri-tips have the same shape, I know, but there's usually mm-hmm. like uh, one point that is on a longer right. um, end, and then, and then uh, you get sort of a pocket um, to where... Um, uh, like the second point would be and then and then it and then it um takes like a 90 degree almost to the third point so it looks kind of like a triangle but like a because mm-hmm. there's three different <clears throat> muscles that are joined I mean that's the whole point of a tri-tip right it, it's it's where these oh is it three, three muscles mu- okay yeah have joined together so but if you're slicing that across you know that grain you set it up that way it's going to come out pretty you know uh, pretty uniform yeah it, sure it, it Definitely will. Um, there are sometimes when I, I had cooked it, um, like a steak where, um, you know, steak style instead of brisket style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where if if I cut thick slices, a tri-tip, and mm-hmm. I started from that really broad end, yeah. um, I would wind up with um, some uh, chewy grain yeah. fibers going through it. Um, but... I started. I start from the the longer narrow end, yeah, the, yeah, that's and then right. yeah. as I approach that that pocket where um, uh, you would get to the 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 second point, I I start gradually turning my knife, and then by the time I'm cutting to the third point, I have my knife at like a ninety degree from where I started. I mean, I, I, turning my knife, I yeah, I turn the meat with my knife, so I'm yeah, not yeah, I got at you. some weird angle, but um, uh. Yeah, so so that's how I started slicing a tri-tip recently. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. not that recently, but mm-hmm. um, that, that's something I picked up along the way. Um, yeah. It. I mean, it's difficult when you can't see the grain. That's what people are saying, yes. and that's why occasionally, after you know, after a few slices, you know, grab a piece of meat and and see if it pulls apart or bite it. Right. You know what I mean, just you know, the the chef's privilege. <laughs> you know, yeah, grill master's yeah. privilege. Just grab a piece of meat and 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 eat. And uh, and see if it you know you, you can tell the grain then you know after you've sliced a piece and after you go so far, grab another one you know and 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 just pay attention as that meat either gets thicker or you know sometimes you can you can feel whether it's a, a second or you know muscle part of that meat that is there but just keep checking it and uh, you know that 
that hopefully will help you to make sure you cut across the grain. Uh, but definitely start with that the the thinner piece, you know, uh, where the thicker ends to the left. The and this is for right-handed. If if you're left-handed, reverse it. But the the thicker end of the meats to the left, it goes down to the thinner end to the right, um, and then uh, try to cut start on that thinner end, and uh, and just go from there. So hopefully that helps some folks. And um, you know if if you found something else, maybe that works. You know for someone who's blind or visually impaired trying to find which way the grain goes, uh, let us know. Shoot us an email blindgrilling at gmail dot com. Uh, but definitely wanted to you know try to get that question answered to help out. Uh, I know Daniel emailed in and asked about it and wanted to get that out there. And um, hopefully folks can uh, take that, run with it. And, um, you know, if uh, if there's something I'm missing, let me know. I mean, I, I don't have all the answers. I, I've, I had to kind of figure that one out, you know, uh, for sure. And um, Is there uh, any way to feel the grain in the meat before you, when you have a raw piece of meat? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I was thinking that today because I I made those Sierra steaks and uh, I seasoned them up and I cooked them and then um, I took them off the grill and I thought, well, I don't know which way the grain goes on yeah. these steaks and uh, yeah, um, yeah, I guessed and I guessed wrong. So, but I only cut a few slices off. I didn't cut up right. the whole steaks. So, um, you know. So then you were able to turn it and then finish and then cut it across. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's the thing. I mean, maybe you you know, and what you can do with the the first couple, uh, if you make a couple of slices and then you find out, oh, you've cut with the grain rather than against the grain is cube it. You know, just yeah, turn, that, you know, I mean, just that'll, cube that'll it up solve and, that problem pretty yeah, much. I mean. Yeah. But I know for sometimes for presentation or people want, you know, kind of a slab or something, sure. a larger cut of meat, you know, you want to be able to slice it correctly and uh, and across the grain but you know sometimes it's just a matter of um you know a, a couple of pieces that you get to enjoy before anyone else does yeah. <laughs> just just to find out and make sure and uh so that's that would be yeah that that'd be the way to do it and uh yeah i don't know i mean sometimes i can feel the marbling but you know the fat will run you know sometimes twist and turn and you know which obviously with that you know that Sometimes you'll have shorter grain than, and uh, so that that can be kind of hard. I don't know how to tell necessarily with uh, with raw meat. That you know, after it's cooked, I, yeah, that's when you can slice it. And I think I I'm like, I, and of course, I've never I've never tried without um, any vision at all. But um, a brisket has some pretty distinct um, things you could feel for, like that that deckle you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. that's a significant. Yes. It uh, is. Yeah. A good, a really big, you know, piece of fat that you're gonna um, feel that hard fat, and it's kind of, um, you know, it's gonna sit right between those two pieces of meat. And right. uh, I mean, you know, the flat is um, gonna be the the longer, more narrow, and usually, and exactly. And yeah. then on the the point side, there's usually like a, a sh- uh, they call it a shoe sometimes, like a little pocket in the back of it that um, you can find. Um, I want to say, I don't know what, which side it would be on if, uh, if, if the brisket were laid out the way you described it, but, um, it's been a little while since I cooked a brisket, but yeah, I, my, <laughs> I got you. Oh, yeah. I've just picked a couple up though. So I'll, okay. I'll check it out. But sure. yeah, there's like a, there's a little pocket on the back of the point, I think. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't no. know. I, I mean, I, I mean, 
you know, usually after it's cooked, we can, you know, and I get it laid in front of me where let's, you know, situated, like I said, left to right, I can then take that point off and set it aside. And then I'm ready to start slicing the flat because it's already oriented in front of me. And then, you know, I separate that point from the flat. And then with that point, you know, I'm cubing it. So I'm really not, you know, paying as close attention to that. But the biggest thing is setting it, like I described, so that you can slice that uh, flat against the grain so that you can serve those pieces and, you know, make some great sandwiches and really tender, pull apart, um, you know, meat, and then, you know, just cube up that fatty point, which is just amazing. Meat candy, dude. So do you like <laughs> to it. use the, the whole point for burnt ends, or do you like mm-hmm. to get some of those slices that have um, some leaner meat and some fat? Because, you know, if you if you take the point, um, say after you cook a brisket, yeah, and you slice that point end off. If you turned the point, um, the the end that you sliced, yeah, so that that sliced end, if you turned that towards you, and then on the right side of the point, um, that side is going to have the most of the leaner meat. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah, I mean, yeah. there's going to be a ton of fat because it's a point. Yeah, it is, yeah. So. It all works for burnt ends if you want to do that. Absolutely. But if yeah. you wanted like slices that were fattier than the flat, but still has some meat on it that you could hold up, you would slice. I don't know a few to maybe half of that that point, and then the other half is going to be mostly fat. Right. And that is stuff you can cube up for burnt ends too. Yeah, but now see, I don't sauce my burnt ends. A lot of people put sauce on. Oh, that's true. You like to just um, crisp yeah, them up and eat yeah, them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so I that's that's how I'm doing. It. So that. That fat just melts in your mouth, and it's nice bark on it. So, uh, no, why don't you sauce burnt ends? I just don't like sauce on on ever. No, not usually. So when you go out uh, to your favorite barbecue places, yeah, they don't. I don't get it. They don't sauce. Is that how they do it? Yeah, that's how how they do it. No, that's how they do it. I I go the places that I like. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The places that I like do not sauce their brisket. Their so salt and pepper. Yeah, man, salt and pepper, garlic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What Texas doesn't salt burn ends? I thought uh, sauce. They don't sauce. I mean, uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, sauce. Uh, okay, they don't sauce burn ends. Not, not where I go. Not mm, the places okay. I'm in. No, no, man. So <laughs> I knew that they did the heavy pepper on the brisket, yeah. but I didn't. Um, yeah, burn ends too. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Yep. Just cubing it up, and uh, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Well, folks. Again, appreciate everybody tuning in to Blind Grill. Vince, man, it's good to have you back on. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we try to do this pretty regular. Hopefully, be able to yeah, be on thank- pretty regular. And, well, thank uh, you, Chris. It's a it's a blast to be here. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, coming on here uh, just helps me be motivated to make sure I'm grilling. Yeah, man. Week, so. I hear you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to Yeah, you got to cook because we got to have something to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. So I do plan on having John Grimes back on with us pretty soon as well. And uh, you know, if you guys haven't checked out Ambiguously Blind podcast, be sure and do that. I know this month is not only Blind Awareness Month, but it's also the uh, bacterial meningitis. I think spinal meningitis month as well. And so he's had some podcasts on that. And uh, doing a great job over there with uh, with the ambiguously blind show that he does, 
and but I'm looking forward to having him back on as well. Uh, but uh, hey, folks, just again, appreciate every, all the feedback, everybody tuning in, listening, sharing out with your friends. Uh, and so keep it up and uh, let us hear from you, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Until next time, remember if you're looking, you ain't cooking.